Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Well, she's got a lot of things on her mind to talk about now. Hey, it's me, Jen Kirkman, and this is my first podcast. I might not play it in the right order. Like, you might have heard three episodes so far and been like, what do you mean this is the first? But this is the first time that I'm recording, and it seems really dumb. Like, I'm laying in my bed. I'm in my bedroom talking into a microphone, and I used to do this when I was a little kid. I didn't podcast, but I would take a tape deck, put a tape in it, hit record, and talk into it, and then I would take another radio and play music over it and then pretend I was a DJ. So that is an appropriate thing to do when you're eight and you don't have any money of your own and you live in your parents' house and you're in your room and they told you to go to bed but you can't sleep and you're trying to sneak some fun activity. But I'm 38, I have a car, I have some dough. Um, I'm sure I could maybe find a cute guy somewhere. It's not even nine at night. And, uh, I'm sitting in my room talking into a microphone. So, and I'm not trying to be self-conscious about it. And I don't want to, and, and, and I didn't even want to do a podcast for the longest time. because I don't, I don't want to hear the feedback. I don't want, this is what I basically want to do. I want to talk to you. I want it to feel like I'm talking to you. I don't want to talk to other people. I just don't, I don't want to have to deal with the responsibility of keeping it inter- interesting. It's may not be interesting, but I'd rather take the hit for that myself. I just have always just wanted to get onto the microphone and talk, which is why I like doing stand-up. But then in stand-up, you have to have punchlines and someone might be drunk. So you can be drunk listening now and you can heckle me. I can't hear you. See, this is the beauty of this for me. And so I feel like I'm talking to you. Now, I've been on the road quite a bit. And a lot of the people that come to my shows are fans of podcasts. They've heard me on other people's podcasts from the Pod F Tomcast to Todd Glass 
to the best show on WFMU, to Jimmy Pardo, to the Crab Feast, to Jay Moore, to Jake Fogel on this podcast. So I just figured, well, if I do my own, would it, would that be even more impactful? So this is the first one. I don't I don't care if the AV Club reviews. I don't want to hear reviews or this is what she. You know what the most annoying thing about being doing anything that's public is is when people review you. What they always do is they never say what they think. Like they never say, I felt like I was listening to someone talking, falling down, singing, screaming, turning into a Nazi. It's always like she was trying to go for, no, don't tell the, don't tell me what I was trying to go for. You know, nothing. I'm sitting here trying to go for nothing. I'm talking. I don't even know where to look in my bedroom because I feel like a psycho. Like when I was little, I used to line up my stuffed animals and I would address them. I don't even have stuffed animals anymore, which I guess is a good thing, but I'm just looking at this chair in my bedroom and these two pillows on it. So I'm not going for anything. I'm not trying to uh, break a fifth wall or an audio wall or let you into the mind of a thing. That's why I don't want this to be the first one in a way that I play because people will think, oh my God, just get to it. She's too self-conscious and she's too introspective, but it just, I had to, at one point, just put the microphone in and start. And this is that day. And so I'm starting. Um, but basically what the podcast is going to be is I want to call it, I seem fun, the diary of Jen Kirkman. Now I seem fun is a very inside joke only for people who are on Twitter, which I'm realizing is not a lot of the population. If you aren't a narcissist, you are probably not on Twitter, but I think it's also great. It's helped, you know, streamline social revolutions, get information out. I'm not making fun of it, but I am saying sometimes I realize I just batter the word tweet around and then normal people with families stare at me and go, Oh, I don't do that. And, and, and saying you don't have Twitter has become the new, I don't own a TV. Oh, I don't have time for that. You, you absolutely have time for that. You, it takes two seconds to tweet. It's only 140 characters you have time, but you can say I'm not interested. That's fine. But don't tell me you don't have time. Cause that implies you have so much time, Jen. All you do is tweet. I do both. I have no time and I tweet. So it, you know what I mean? Just, it sounds like a judgment. So what was my point about, uh, Twitter? I could rewind and edit. Don't want to. What was my point? I know you're screaming what the point was about this whole thing that I just want to talk to you guys. I don't want to be edited. No, I do want to be edited, but I can't figure it out. Oh damn. I forget what I was saying. Hmm. Oh, here's what the podcast is going to be. Right. So I seem fun is a private joke between me and possibly no one. But when someone is rude to me on Twitter, I find it fun to put a quote up of what they said. And then right in front of it, I put you seem fun, which is just an easy way to acknowledge I have just been trashed and it doesn't bother me. I think it's, I don't think it's funny but it's just a neat way to just point out what, what is wrong with your life that you have to write at somebody, something terrible that you think about them. So, but then I realized I seem fun because I'm not a fun person. I know that you've seen me on drunk history or Chelsea lately, or you hear me on podcasts, having fun with my friends. That's when I do it. And then otherwise I sit in my room and that's just the kind of person I am. I feel like I'm always re-energizing. When I feel spontaneous, I will go out and do something crazy, but I never plan it. And and if you told me I had to go somewhere three nights in one week, like, okay, Wednesday's a concert, Friday there's a dinner, Saturday there's a 
swimming meet, I would be so overwhelmed and like, I can't, I can't do all that in one week. It's too much. So I'm not fun. And then the diary of Jen Kirkman is this is kind of like a diary. Like I want to be my thoughts and innermost feelings. And then also one time I was thinking, what if Anne Frank had had a podcast instead of a diary? It would have been so difficult for her to do because she would have had to be whispering. Um, and that's not funny. That's a dark joke, but I want you before you get offended at me about that to realize that they don't even read Anne Frank in schools anymore. The diary of Anne Frank, the one teacher just tried to pull it out of a school because she thought it was pornographic. Cause at one point Anne Frank is writing about her vagina and she's just describing what it's like. And she's trying to figure it all out. You know, I mean, it's amazing that even when the Nazis are coming for you, you're still like, I need to look at my genitals and think about them. Like, Teenagers are teenagers. So uh, that the fact that that is not even read in schools anymore should be what offends you. If I make a joke about how she had to stay quiet in there, um, I just really don't want to hear the complaints because the bigger issue is that people don't even get the reference anymore. So anyway, okay, so here I'm talking. This is what the podcast is. I want it to be about 25 minutes a week. I want it to be once a week. And I just want it to address something I've been thinking that day. And I'm thinking of releasing it on Wednesdays. So it's kind of a midweek thing. I know some people have beginning of the week podcasts. Some people have end of the week. Mine is middle of the week. It's here's what I thought was going to happen so far. Let's check in how it's going. I don't know, but it's, that's probably not going to follow that format. That's just something I said, and that sounded good and I'm already bored with it. So I'll probably just talk about what I want to talk about, but you know, there is this notion that a podcast has to have a hook, right? Um, or a TV show has to have a hook. What's, you know, what can you say about it in one sentence? I'm so sick of everything having to be boiled down to one sentence. Who are you in one sentence? Well, don't, I don't want to be anything then because I don't have just one sentence, but what's the hook? What's the hook? And it's like, there is no hook to this. I'm talking into a microphone so that people who like what I do can listen to me. People who think they like what I do can get to know me better, decide further. Oh, I do like that. I'll go see her stand up. Does that make sense? I'm trying to get you people to know me if you want. I'm not trying to get more fans. I'm not, I, I want the people that like me to naturally find me, the people that get me to naturally find me. So why not put myself out there on my own instead of just going and joining everyone else's train? Okay, so that's what that is. If that's not a sentence of a hook of enough, Thing, then I don't know what to say. That's what anybody is really doing. We are just desperately trying to find our people. It's, it's very difficult, but it's something that can be done. We are trying to find our people. Okay. So, and not that I don't love just showing up in a comedy club and seeing who's going to be there. I mean, if I've had many nights where I'm just like surprised, I'm surprised by a quiet table of bachelorette parties where they just, they just wanted to wear a veil on their head. And it had nothing to do with the tension that they wanted from me. And I figured out maybe they wanted a discount drink. Maybe they wanted to get a better seat when they got in at the door. So they said, I, I'm celebrating an important night. And then the comedian comes out. Oh, boy, here comes a bachelorette party. They're not always going to make it about them. But usually we start in on them. Anyway, here's my point is I don't know what my hook is. And I was actually thinking about actual hooks today, like hooks that you hook things on because I just moved recently. I have a new apartment. Why don't you own a home? I thought you were rich. See, that's another thing. People always tell me that I'm rich. I'm probably rich if I move to Kansas or Arkansas or I'm trying to, I don't know what 
socioeconomic statuses are. But if I moved to a small farm town, I probably live like, like a huge house, but I live in LA. And so I rent because it's, I, I'm, you know, I do quite okay, but I don't know if I will next year, you know, who knows jobs end, things happen. So I don't want to be, be holden. I almost said behooved, not betrothed. That would be married. I don't want to be beholden to anything like a mortgage or a thing. I'm very big into like assisted living. So I live in a place that's kind of like assisted living. If I need garbage removed, I call this guy, comes up and gets it. The dry cleaner comes and picks up and delivers. There's a handyman tomorrow. If something was broken, it would be fixed that day. It's a, it's a, it's a, it made to make life easier. Okay. So I just moved out of this building that I lived in for seven years. It was where, uh, my husband and I first moved in together. Not, we're not married anymore, but don't be upset. And, uh, so we moved in together as a young couple, you know, just trying to make it in the world. I loved the location. It was in West Hollywood. It was one of those old apartment buildings that has high ceilings and wood floors, but it didn't have a fan in the bathroom. And that always bothered me. You want the noise in the bathroom, right? That whirring sound just in case you make some sounds on the toilet, you know? And I guess at that point, once you move in with someone, you don't even care that you make sounds on the toilet. And it's, that to me is just the most awful part of being in a relationship. But anyway, that's little things like that about the apartment always bothered me. And then it just took me so long to move because I had accumulated stuff. And I'm like, I don't want to move the stuff. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Anyway, and then a toddler moved in above me, not like by himself, but his parents, you know, him, him and his parents moved in above me. He and his parents, who cares? So my landlord made this executive decision that after seven years of having a lovely tenant, that's me, live there, never cause a problem, rent always on time, uh, that, that he would let a child move above me who was running loudly. I mean, eight hours a day, starting at 530 in the morning. Sometimes they would, they went to an Oscar party one night. I didn't even go to an Oscar party. I sat at home because, you know, I'm not fun. And I watched the Oscars in fast forward. And at 930, I was done. And they came home at 1030 with their toddler who was running around screaming. I was already in bed and I would put a noise, like a sound machine, like a not, is that Gloria Stefan's band name? Miami sound machine. This was not a Miami sound machine. This is a white noise machine. That's what I'm trying to say. It just goes. So I had it under my bed going really loud so that I couldn't hear the screaming and the yelling of the kid, but I could still feel the vibration of his body, which for some reason, a two-year-old felt like a statue falling. So 
but then I would be in my room not able to hear anything outside my door. And I had an alarm system, a very chintzy uh, home alarm system. So if anyone broke in, I wouldn't even hear it. So if someone was, see, like if someone's going to murder me, I want to give myself a head start and I want to hear them come in the door and then come down the hall. And then my plan, I always slept with my purse next to my bed, like Sophia from Golden Girls. And then I would run out that my plan would be to run out the back door, which is right next to my bedroom and get right into my car drive to the police station and say there's a murderer in my apartment or at the very least a burglar. And then I'm sure by the time the police and I got back to my place, there would be no one there. And then I would be like, would you come in and look in all my closets and look under the bed? And I don't know if cops do that kind of thing, but I have a feeling that was just my worst nightmare. But for me, laying in bed with the sound machine going, the white noise machine, door shut, I went, if a murderer comes in to my apartment, I will not hear him until he is opening my bedroom door. Now, at that point, I'm not going to get past him. So I bought a taser, which I kept in the bottom drawer of my nightstand next to um, a few uh, spiritual books, you know, and uh, some incense. So it was just kind of, I was trying to keep a positive energy about that drawer But anyway, that was just no way to live and it was starting to affect my brain. So I decided to move and I love where I live. Now, one of the things is I have a hutch. I think that's what you call it. It's a big brown thing with glass doors and there's china inside of it. China plates, coffee cups, gravy bowls. I don't even eat meat. I don't even make fake meat with fake gravy. But, you know, you have to have a gravy bowl because it's just part of the deal. So I have that in the hutch. Now, when we got the hutch, and when I say we, I mean my ex-husband and I, it was a gift from our families because when you get married, you get to get furniture and stuff. And we'll talk about this in another episode, but that honestly became an obsession of mine was getting gifts and furniture. And I feel kind of gross about it, but I kept it. So we, we have the hutch and it had these hooks on the back that hooked into the wall. You know, those plastic handcuffs, like if the police run out of handcuffs or they have like a big event where they have to handcuff a lot of people like an Occupy Wall Street, they'll use those plastic ones that just kind of go around your thing and then like, you know what I mean? And you can't get them off. Like you have to have a friend cut them off for you. So this hutch had hooks on the back of the hutch and then hooks you would screw into the wall. And then you would put those plastic handcuffs between the two in case there was an earthquake. Now, And I'm not even sure when I think about this, why the police have those plastic handcuffs. Like they're not even plastic handcuffs. They're just pieces of plastic that seem to work really well. Like I was just picture like, are there handcuffs in like the washing machine or something like the dishwasher? Like why did they not have their real handcuffs on them? And why can't you get a lot if you are going to do a big event? It is almost like having a party. Like well, there's going to be so many people here and there's so much cleanup and it's expensive. So I'll just do the paper plates. You know, they just do the plastic handcuffs. So anyway, when I moved, I hired a moving company and they were so particular about everything. They were like, well, we can't take the hooks out of the wall. Um, we can, but we're not contracted to put them back in the wall that you would have to hire someone. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm not doing all that. So they, they unhooked everything, and now the hutch is just standing in my new dining room. And it's a heavy thing. And I don't think I ever needed these plastic handcuffs that hooked fr- 
from the hutch into the hooks in the wall. Like, in other words, if there was ever an earthquake, that's the whole point. Did I ever even say that? What a boring story. If there was ever an earthquake, which there is every five minutes here, if there was ever an earthquake, that's not really true that one happens every five minutes, but it's some area of California. It's always an area you don't know that sounds like it's just broke people living in Pueblos. It's like Alta Loma. And I'm like, I don't know what that is. Don't get mad, Alta Loma. I'm just saying, I don't even know. It's just, it's always some San Rancho. And you're just like, I don't know where that is. But, and then your family called, Jennifer, did you feel the earthquake? Well, have you ever gotten a Christmas card for me that said San Rancho? No, I live in LA. So anyway, so I had the thing up now. So the whole point of having those hook things was that if there was an earthquake, the hutch would tremble and sway back and forth, but it would not fall. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. So now it's not attached to anything, and it, and it could very well fall. And so I go over to it every once in a while, and I push it and pretend I'm an earthquake. And it doesn't seem like it's going to move, unless it's like the big one. And at that point, then everything's going to get destroyed. And I don't, I'm not going to be standing under it. You know what I mean? So it's like, so let all the china break. Who cares? That's a myth, too, about getting married. You don't use the china ever. You think you're going to. Like, we'll have Thanksgiving at our house. And then nobody wants to come over for Thanksgiving because all the other married people want to have their own Thanksgiving because they also got China for their wedding. So it's just a bunch of people around town eating off China, inviting maybe a couple single friends over who just feel so sad anyway because their family is disenfranchised from them or they're single that nobody's enjoying the China. You want other people who have China who get it to be over, but no one wants to leave their house. So you end up using the China in a way that's like, Okay, do you want to just get Chinese food tonight? What if we put it on the China? Wouldn't that be fun? And then you do that. That, I guarantee you, if I had to take a census and went to every under 40, under 40-year-old 40 person, people who are married, and said, when have you used your China? They would say, ironically, when we have Chinese food or pizza or Mexican. There, no one is using China. Because I don't even know how I'm supposed to wash it. I think I could put it in the dishwasher. I'm sure the China we have is not as delicate as like what my grandmother had, you know, the kind that like you learn later in life, you can't put in the microwave because it starts sparking because there's like silver threads in it. Anyway, so that's my point. So I don't know what the hook of this podcast is. I don't know. I don't have hooks on the hutch. By the way, if I did hire someone, I don't know where those moving people placed them. Um, 
And that was a weird thing. I hired a moving company and I had a couple of people go, Oh, must be nice. But you know, at a certain age, you, you got, you can't ask people to do something for pizza and beer. You got to just say, listen, I'm planning to move this year and I'm going to add into the budget X amount of money to hire moving people. You, you can't do it yourself. You gotta, you gotta just, you gotta just hire people. So I hired a company where girls come and pack your stuff one day and then dudes come the next day and move it. And you know what? It worked out pretty awesome. The only weird thing was the girls were in college and, you know, I was packing alongside of them and I wanted to put on music. So I put on Sirius XM radio and I'm like, do I put on the seventies channel? Cause I think that's fun. But then like a Credence song would come on and I'm like, they don't know what this is, you know? And I wanted to put on like 90s, but I'm like, nah, but the 90s channel in Sirius is like Belle Biv DeVoe. Like I want to put on like Nirvana 90s, but I just was like, I don't even know what they listen to. So then I wanted to put on like the modern rock station, but I didn't know if they listened to that or if they listened to Rihanna and I'm not putting that crap on in my house. People always go, you know that Rihanna song? No, no, you've heard it. No, there's no, literally no way I would hear it. It's on the radio. I don't listen to the radio. I do not listen to the radio. I listen to Howard Stern podcasts. Oh, you listen to NPR. No, I hate NPR. No offense. I just, I don't listen to NPR, but you know, you've heard it. I haven't heard it. There's no hearing. I didn't hear it, but I do know there's a few songs that sound like an air raid drill is going off. And it's just like in the middle of it and it freaks me out. So I didn't want to play air raid music while we were packing. But then the next day the dudes were there and I guess it was like a sexism in my mind. I'm like, oh, they love classic rock. And so I put on the, you know, the seventies classic rock station, but they had no reaction when Zeppelin came on. And I was like, it's just so interesting to me. Like these weren't my type of guys, but they were technically like handsome, probably 21 year old men. And I'm like, not that handsome people aren't my type, but like the type of handsome they were, which was more of a jocular vibe. Like I would have to be able to talk to them about Zeppelin and I don't want to teach. Like, I don't know if guys who date younger women enjoy the teaching aspect of it, but I don't want to teach anybody. You know, I don't want to be like, oh, you don't know Zeppelin. Well, yeah, they ripped off everything from blues artists and you know, it wasn't as bad as you think. They didn't like literally go to their place and steal their music, but it is kind of like not that cool. And well, you know, here's the thing. Uh, I don't think they ever really won a Grammy and, and they were, you know, it, it, you know, John Bonham died and he was a great drummer. Like there's just so much to get into that. I don't want to teach them that. And it's like, I can't explain the proper way to listen to the immigrant song and, and how Misty Mountain Hop is okay. But if that's your favorite Zeppelin song, like then you're not really a fan. And I just don't know if I could be with someone that you cannot like Zeppelin, but you got to know what they are. You've got to react when the lady whose house you're moving her stuff out of is blaring, you know, celebration day. You just have to, you have to be like, Oh, cool song. Or I like this song. And it's not like we weren't talking. They weren't like contracted not to talk to me. I don't know. I just found it very depressing. I, because for me, I think of seventies classic rock as just generic music. Like it's Muzak to me. It's like, everyone knows this, but they really don't. They really don't. And they don't know the diary of Anne Frank either. I didn't ask them if they read it, but does that sound gross? I just took a sip of hot tea, which is not hot anymore. Cause I've been talking. So I'm in my new place, divorcee, which I say that I'm still not divorced. I just sent my divorce lawyer an email today that said, 
uh, am I divorced yet? And I haven't heard back. I've been separated for two years, which basically means divorced. Um, but when you move into a new place, that's your own, you, you finally, you know, like I was moving and, and I was moving one of the bedside tables and I noticed, um, there was a chip in it and my ex-husband had just colored it in with a black magic marker. I'm like, no, th- I don't want this table then. Like I just put it outside and people were like, why don't you sell it? Make 50 bucks. I'm like, I just want to get rid of the thing that someone I was once legally obligated to thought it'd be a good idea to put a, a black magic marker to cover up the, the chipping. And listen, he should have his own podcast, which I think he might call like my ex-wife is an idiot. Like this, no one is angry here, but you just realize little things that bothered you. Like you can just throw them out now. You know, like when you live with someone, you can't go, you just ruin the table. We're throwing it out. Like, cause then you have to talk about a budget and a thing. And, and so I just went to pier one and got another nightstand, you know, it, it, it was inexpensive. That's just the type of thing that, that I wanted to do. So my whole point is now I'm here in my new place talking to myself. And I really think eight-year-old Jen would be pretty impressed with the technology, how far it's come. But I feel like she would be depressed. Like, so you 30 years later, you're telling me you still didn't become a DJ. And I'm like, no, it wasn't really a viable job, but I think she would, I think she would be kind of upset with me. Um, anyway, so this, I guess was my first episode, right? I don't have a hook and you might not hear this first, but it's just me talking to you for 25 minutes. Uh, There's going to be all kinds of things addressed on this podcast. Um, it's going to be different every week. What a dumb thing to say. No, I'm going to keep repeating the same one, but in a next week, I'll say the same thing I said. I'll transcribe it, but I'll read it in a British accent. I just mean like, maybe I'll read something from the newspaper and talk about it. Probably not. Or, you know, maybe whatever, but This is me talking to you. You're my friend. Wherever you're listening to it, I'm in your ear. And it feels good. And I'm not trying to do this for money. I just want you to know me a little more. And I want you to know where I'm at. I mean, like around the country performing, not like, hey, where am I at emotionally? So here are my plugs at the end of the show. You go to my website, jenkirkman.com. It is not Kirkland. There is not two N's in Jen. It is J-E-N-K-I-R-K-M-A-N.com. If you click the calendar button, you can see where I'm performing. Come to this city. Come to that. I know you're saying that. I work a full-time job. I'm very limited time off. And I say that not in a negative way. I get an astounding amount of time off uh, to go on the road for someone who has a job that they're supposed to be there on a lot of days. But if you don't see my city... If you don't see your city, it doesn't mean I'm not coming. I'm taking it all under advisement. I underst- I know every city in America. I know the comedy clubs. I get it. I, y- you can tell me, yeah, I hope to see you someday. And I don't mean to manage your feelings, but I know things are out there. And, and if you don't see me, don't think, oh my God, the place won't book Jen. I feel like there's this kind of loser attitude that kind of surrounds me where people feel like I'm not catching a fair break. I, I got agents. I got people. I'm, I'm just fine. But uh, if you do have suggestions of small rock clubs and little theaters in your town, sure, let me know. But, uh, you know, I'm going to try to get as many places I can around the country, around the world, you know, um, as we keep going here. But as for right now, click on calendar. You'll see where I'm coming. I don't know when this comes out. I do know that I have a show June 1st in Portland, Oregon at the Hollywood Theater um, because I wrote a book called I Can Barely Take Care of Myself. And it's out now. And I'm going on a little book tour to support it. So I'll be at the Hollywood Theater in Portland, Oregon, Saturday, June 1st. The show is at 730. I do about an hour of stand-up. It's really 
fun, what a generic word, but I do a stand-up act. I talk to the audience. I don't heckle you. It's adult time. I don't like drunk people coming. Don't come. Let me buy you a shot. I don't do shots on stage. We're not going to dinner before or after. It's just a show. The transaction is I come to the show, you laugh, we have a good time, right? So let's just do that transaction. I need to fill a 384-seat theater. I, God, I would love to fill that thing up. There's got to be 384 weirdos in Portland who get me. So, Or even normal people who get me because I don't think I'm that weird. A lot of my stand-up is about normal stuff like marriage, men and women, you know, whatever. But um, come out and see me and check that jenkirkman.com calendar button. It's always being updated. I have a mailing list. Uh, I very respectfully send out an email from a very professional thing. Someone helps me with it. It's uh, mailing list at jenkirkman.com. All you have to do is subscribe that way, and you can get on the list. And uh, I think twice a month, I'm not sure what day of the week, you will get the update of where I am, where you can see me on TV, where you can listen to me on things. Um, and that's it. So this is my first episode. I don't think the podcast is going to get any different than this. It's just going to be me talking, so it's going to be topic by topic. This is boring. I hate it. Well, then this wasn't for you. I'm going to review it. I think she was trying to be... No, she wasn't trying to be anything. Just everyone let it be. This is fun for me. I'm talking to myself again, just like I did when I was a kid. Isn't it great? Um, I'm going to go. You've been awesome. Well, I don't know. Maybe you haven't, but it's Jen Kirkman. I seem fun. The Diary of Jen Kirkman, episode one. See you next time. Save on Cox Internet when you add Cox Mobile and get fiber-powered internet at home and unbeatable 5G reliability on the go. So whether you're playing a game at home yes, cool. or attending one live, no! you can do more without spending more. Learn how to save at cox.com slash internet. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial cable. Cox Mobile runs on the network with unbeatable 5G reliability as measured by Ookla LLC in the U.S. to H2023. Results may vary, not an endorsement. Other restrictions apply.